0: Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm joined today with three special guests. I guess I have two co-hosts, and we are interviewing uh, Mr. Phil Haugen. How are you?
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Good. So we're uh, sitting in the rehab room at our facility here in Broken Bow, and we just finished up a two-day clinic with Phil, and um, we thought we'd bring the girls in to do a little clinic recap and talk about life and horses and whatnot. And so Emma and Gracie, what did you think of the clinic over the last two days?
2: I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought we had a good group of people and willing to learn and willing to do a lot of stuff. So, I thought it was good. I thought we got a lot done. I think so too.
0: What about you, Gracie?
1: Oh, I thought it was
2: very informative. Okay. <laughs> good. That's always good, yeah. very informative. Very informative. Yeah. A lot of people are listening. There is a lot of differences in horses at, from the beginning to the end, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, you know, every, area every facility they they have their own group of people you know that it attracts and of course this facility here um which you've had this this is the first winter you've had this facility is that correct yeah yep yeah it's great place great facility like gracie said a very diverse group of horses riders which is very typical of most clinics but like we talked about at the clinic, well, everybody's a lot of advanced riders too. Everybody's, everybody's so advanced anymore, and you have to be because of the horsepower that we're riding. You cannot, you can't ride that kind of horsepower think you're gonna have any success if you're not, well, if, if you're not continually improving ourselves, right? Because we, we just keep raising better horses
0: absolutely yeah and i think um you know that makes me think about so a friend of ours loves well michelle Mm -hmm. she was at the clinic with us in bloomfield yeah and michelle 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 yep michelle Stovey, and she raises some really nice horses and you know she's had some health issues over the years and um but she doesn't want to ride any slower horses. And so, (laughs) you know, none of us do, but um, so we talked about it with her about, uh, you know, not only the horsemanship side of things, but getting her more physically fit too. And um, it's, I think, you know, just like you talk about another piece of the puzzle, if we work on ourselves as riders,
1: yeah, if you, you know, if you notice, and and my my clinics have transformed over the past few years too. To I think a lot of times when we start out teaching, we're we are kind of helping or teaching how to get our horses to do certain things with our hands or our legs, and now I think the industry's even transformed more to. Get yourself in a position to help your horse do their job easier, and the physical part is so much bigger than what even I gave, you know, than than the credit I gave it for a long time. Because you uh, you really have to you really that's something that I think you know that one percent rule. I think that's something we gotta be working on constantly ourselves. Because you know there comes a point, just like for me. If I'm not working hard to stay physically sharp um, I'm not even staying close to where I am I'm I'm headed the wrong direction yep. because father time doesn't skip any of us Yep,
0: and I, <laughs> yeah, I think the older we get I tell this to my patients all the time the older we get the harder we have to work at just maintaining where we're at and then if we want to improve then we have to work that much harder now when you're Gracie and Emma's age you're you can stay pretty fit without a lot of effort. Right. Um, Grace plays basketball in the winter. Emma, you work out, you, mm-hmm. you do get up in the mornings and work out, mm-hmm. and- um,
2: So I do have to get up uh, before six a lot of times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but it, it is, it, it's uh, so many, there's so many different things that play a part in, in good horsemanship yeah. and communication <clears throat> with our
1: horses. Well you know for years we've talked about how hard we have to work once we get to a level in competition to just to just even stay at that level how hard we have to work not not even to get any you know to have any progression to where we're getting better just to stay there well that correlates back to us I mean we you know we have to you have to be aware of it, and you got to work pretty hard to stay physically in tune with your horse. Because when you're, and, and I'm, and I'm a big believer in this too. Anytime you do something physically for yourself, it all it also sharpens you mentally because you feel like you're more prepared. You feel like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like I've put in the work. I'm prepared, and when you when you have that feeling. I think we relax, mm-hmm. and I think our horses feel that. Anytime you go somewhere and you're not physically and mentally prepared, um, I just think you're trying to get lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting lucky once in a while, but it's <laughs> not. if we're depending on that for consistency, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> the best game plan. That's not the greatest game plan.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that no matter whether you're going into the rodeo arena or um, going to talk to, you know, some people about a business thing, Absolutely. the better prepared you are, yeah. the more confident you're going to be. You talked you talked about this yesterday. Your confidence level is going to be so much higher when you're more prepared. Yeah. And uh, I, I was... You know, probably more open to listening to the mental side of the nuggets you had to offer this time around our second clinic. Um, you know, the first time around, I was probably just processing a lot of things. But
1: I think you know, really with the clinics, I, I think the first time because I've had that same comment from several people mm-hmm. just this year, and one per you know, and one one person I've done several clinics for, and I think at first. It's like a lot of things we you know we're thinking about the physical part of it as far as the the application of the physical part of the horsemanship but then really and truly the the part of it that really changed things for me was when I started to think differently in the Mm -hmm. in the mental side along with along with better physical preparation of myself where I paid attention to conditioning diet you know simple mm-hmm. things like that because just like now I, I can kind of tell when I get out of my routine which it's easy to do when you're on the road yeah it's easy to do when you're on the road so I because I, when I'm home I'm real structured real scheduled and it's easy to keep our routines you know consistent at home but but when it's just like you all are getting ready to well, you got two rigs going two different directions mm-hmm. today, right? Yep, yeah. You know, and so it, that's where you really get the real challenge of of keeping all that together physically, mentally because whatever we do with ourselves carries over to our horse. Yeah. Good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know. Sure. So
0: how about you guys? Did you notice a difference? Uh, so last year we attended the clinic in Bloomfield in July. It's now in a- April, 1st of May. Um, things that you guys picked up this time that you maybe didn't last time or um, I didn't prepare you guys for these questions. <laughs> <No. but laughs> um. I don't know,
2: my horses were just more sharp because I'd already or I'd already been exposed to the exercises. And so I, I kind of had a game plan of what's coming. And so I would say they were just more sharp. I, don't, I probably picked up on more things, like the mental things, but you've obviously already covered that, so.
1: Well, I'm just watching you mm-hmm. ride, which, you know, you're just, you're both very different riders Mm -hmm. since last year and that's just a year of you know that's just a year of maturity a year Mm -hmm. of experience and obviously you have you know great facilities to be able to practice Mm -hmm. because that's what you know that's what great horsemanship is it's just just the application just practicing Mm -hmm. putting in the time getting the repetitions um, because the more you do that and it's no different, just like Becky said it doesn't matter if it's horsemanship a business or whatever. The more you apply yourself, the more you're gonna learn, more experiences you're gonna have and and then the the biggest thing and i you know and I stress this a lot is understanding too that you know the the challenges is really what you want mm-hmm. you wanna be challenged you wanna you know it, it's uh the first day of every clinic, there's always someone that's about to, you know, have a come apart, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're frustrated, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of those at this clinic, and and you know I was so proud of them yesterday. There there's a couple horses in there that were complete 180s from yeah. where mm-hmm. we started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, you see the results in the horse, but the change comes from us. Mm-hmm right Mm -hmm. change came from the riders you know and so you know it's uh those are all great you know when we're really being challenged and we're about to have a come apart you got to tell yourself i'm just about to make a huge progression right
0: yeah yeah for sure that's i had told lisa i said you know i'm so glad that her horse showed those tendencies, because, like, we have a little cult out there that has mm-hmm. has a tendency to be kind of pushy and bully. And, and I said, because it was really good for us to watch you walk through that. You know, and, and she goes, well, I really, I'm glad people got a lot out of it. She said, I, I wished it wouldn't have been me. <laughs> well,
1: I know, and that's it's tough when you go into a group, you know, because really and truly just signing up for an event like that creates anxiety in people oh, yeah. you know you got to be pretty really and truly the people that show up to an event whatever that is that they, they that's how they come with some extra anxiety just for knowing they're gonna be in that group they know they need the help they know they want to get better right they don't know for sure they're gonna get the help hopefully they do you know hopefully they're hopefully I do you know, my program does what we hope it does. right? <laughs> yes, you, know, you know, hopefully the plan comes together, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just like Lisa's horse, big, strong horse, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, and at an age where that horse is very impressionable, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to establish, you have to establish some parameters right now. Or you're gonna have to live with that forever, which would be not much fun, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, but that horse was a perfect example of what just a simple change of state, mm-hmm. change of that that you know flipping that switch from the thinking side or the reacting side of their brain to the thinking side. Mm-hmm. How just the simple flip of that switch changes what a 1,200 pound body does. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because mm-hmm. the
1: body is easy to control as long as mm-hmm. we control that that little brain mm-hmm. that's in their head. Because, mm-hmm. and I think when people start to realize that and understand that, and, and when I did because I was I was the same way. I was just I was just tugging, pulling, manipulating them. You know, mm-hmm. thought I was really training them, but really and truly, the only time they were progressing in their training was when they were in the right state of mind mm-hmm. which I think we're the same way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know when you're having a come apart Emma you know you're probably <laughs> you're somewhat controllable but probably not teachable right
2: probably not
1: <laughs> you know when you're having one of them crazy moments you have Gracie's shaking yeah. her head <laughs> like,
0: Gracie's seen it probably more than we
2: can't tell her anything. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she just snaps back at you. Like, it goes both ways. Yeah.
1: Does that door swing both ways? It Isn't does. that weird how that works? Yeah. So whether it's us or horses, it's kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta when we're having one of them moments, we kind of got to get our wits back about us, and then we get back on the path, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and when we're having one of them moments when we're like handling our horse or on our horse yeah there's not much good comes from that right no. No. but we've all been there you know that's just part of the learning process
2: mm-hmm.
0: you brought up a good point yesterday about uh, if you were around somebody for a year and they were good and then one day they show up and they've lost it what are you going to remember about that person even if they show up the next day good you're going to remember that day that they lost it and that's how our horses perceive us and I I think that was such a good point um to you know that that one bad day or that one bad instance can really
1: yeah there's there's definitely times and this is in everything we do in life I've and I've proven it to myself through experiences <laughs> that I really don't want to relive. Right? I mean, everything I talk about is from experiences I learned from, but there are definitely times in our lives and with our horses where you, you've got to be careful you don't cross that line that you can't cross back over. Yeah. Because you think about a horse's memory. You know, if you lead a horse around a corner of a building and something spooks him, you, you can lead that horse around that corner for six months or a year, and, and, and they may not spook, but they're still looking for that same thing that spooked them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you have one of them days that you let everything else that's accumulated in life build up, and you have one of them little moments or them little come-aparts that we don't want to have, and you do it on your horse, and I've seen people do it, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna say that I've done it. They, I don't think they ever forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think you destroy a lot of trust and confidence, and and you know, you do it with people, you know? Yeah. You do it with people, because if somebody, somebody could be good for five years, and that day that I see a side of them that, you know, isn't very pretty, Mm-hmm. that's what I remember
2: mm-hmm. yeah, for
1: sure. so I think we gotta you know there's times where you just step off and go have a go have a bottle of water or a glass of tea or whatever and you, and you just get your wits back about you and then you go back and go back to your mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. you know and that's you know that's, that's sometimes that's hard to do because human nature is we're gonna just bowl through everything right Mm-hmm. you know because we're not quitters mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that I, I think i think that helped me a lot when i really looked at it from that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the horse's viewpoint
0: gracie yeah. mm-hmm. what do you think as far as uh, from last year to this year um, well
2: Jesus. i wouldn't necessarily say my horse is sharper because I kind of went into it a little sharp. And yeah, your,
1: your horse was pretty good. You kind of cheated.
2: <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I would have rode a horse that actually needed it, that these exercises would have been good at, but she got cut, and now she's really lame up in a pen. So I figured I'd just use the clinic as an opportunity to train myself and then yeah. myself. Well, that's,
1: that's what the clinic's really for. Yeah. I mean... And, and, and a lot of times, most of the time we think about the people when they initially sign up for a clinic, they're thinking about their horse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I, I'm hoping by the time they're done with a couple days, they understand or have a different understanding that really any change that's going to come from my horse's comes from me first Mm -hmm. because that's the same way I went into it you know the first clinics I went to you know 30 years ago I went there because of my horse. I wanted my mm-hmm. horse to do certain things better. Well, I figured out real quick, as soon as as soon as soon I did it, give them half a chance, they did it better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. <laughs> that was easy. All I had to do was change myself, and all of a sudden, everything's better.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you, what uh, what made you decide to start doing clinics? And, and, and you talk about... So two questions. You talk about... Um, you know, 30 years ago, you did things differently. Yeah. What started that the transformation, and then and what what made you decide to do clinics? Yes.
1: Yeah, so when I the when I started doing I started doing roping schools first. That's all I did was roping schools and mainly calf roping schools, tie down okay. schools, mm-hmm. because that's what I that's what I did. And so i back in uh, you know I live in Oklahoma. And I did at that time too, but I'd go back to North Dakota for the summer, or not for the summer, but just up there for a period of the summer. And I'd do some, you know, I started out just doing one school this summer, and then then it became a few more. And, and so that kind of transitioned into, uh, as I did those roping schools, you know, of course, just like anything, the biggest challenge with the roping school is the horses, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to rope if you, your horse will give you a chance or if we can help our horses, you know, use them to to their potential. And so then that kind of transformed into the the horse part, working more on the horses than the roping. And and uh, then I started riding, you know, some fraternity colts for mm-hmm. people that I'd known, you know, Women that I'd known that were rodeoing at the same time I was that were training for barrel for charity colts and 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 then it just kinda went from there and those colts started to have some success and and uh you know then I and then I started getting a few requests to do some clinics and then I did some stuff at my place. You know, I did you know, just like everybody does, some lessons for one or two people, you know, just on, kind of on demand. And then it, uh, you know, and then it, and, and it was good that it went slow. You know, anything like that needs to build slow because um, I learned something at every clinic. Mm-hmm. And, and I make an adjustment and I try to, I look at everything we did and I always look at how can we do it better. You know, the program doesn't change. Um, my, my horsemanship program is going to stay very, you know, pretty consistent, you know, it's going to be similar, but I can still make changes as far as how I, how I apply it, how I teach Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how you try to make things more understandable, right? Because, because you can, you know, I talked about being at, at Ray Hunt's clinic yeah, here the last couple of days. And, you know, there were some things he was... When I was at his clinic, 20, it was in the early 90s, he was so far over my head that, you know, I mean, great horseman. I mean, unbelievable horseman. But, you know, I... There were things year, year and a half later that I was still trying to figure out that I learned at that clinic. <laughs> you know, he was just so much... I, I just... And I I hadn't completely made that, you know, my my philosophy and my thought process was, you know, i was still developing. And I think we just continue that. Mm -hmm. I I don't, you know, if I'm sitting here 10 years from now and we're sitting here talking about it, I think we'll talk about the changes over the past 10 years, hopefully that are better. Yeah. You know, hopefully are better because I think you got to be, you always got to be trying to get better and be okay with you know, I had one clinic where I've done several clinics in Minnesota with the same host, Carrie Armson, and, you know, and this year she said, God, this clinic this year was so much better than last year even, meaning, and she was saying it in a complimentary way. She wasn't saying, you know, last year was terrible, <laughs> but I gave her a hard time for that. I was like, oh, yeah, last year. <laughs> you know, and and that's what you hope you continue to to hear, yeah. you know. yeah,
2: yep, yep
0: yeah you just get more uh, I think fluid in in the different ways to say the same thing, you know because right. I might understand it one way you say it, but but maybe Mr Gracie doesn't, and then if you say the same thing but in a slightly different way, um, yeah,
1: that's how And you know it changes to every you know it's funny the the horses and the trainers, you know the riders slash trainers. You know, they kind of take every clinic in a direction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, depending on the group. Just like here, you know, you're gonna you're gonna attract you know a pretty advanced group mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there are people you could tell there were a bunch of people in that clinic that had a good idea what was going on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, you know, even with a couple of those horses where there was you know where we had a ways to go starting out you know the Mm -hmm. you know really and truly i would say those trainers had the most progression yeah yeah the ones that started out with the most anxiety ended up with the most you know the most progression for the for the two days yeah which is really really great to see i mean
0: I think the best part yesterday was when Kate had done her cone drill, yes. and she did the fist pump at the end because that horse just worked outstanding, and, and she was one of them. In the first day, in the first morning, she was struggling with that horse, and and it was yeah, that good. was impressive. Yeah, she did great. that
1: horse was yeah, you, you know, you could tell just watching her go through that drill. Uh, you could watch you could tell that horse was a reflection of the change in her confidence. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And, and you know, with our horses, and that, uh, with Emma and Gracie, and, and you're good riders last year. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But you're just different this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I can tell you've been putting in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not, you didn't need to go to the, you know, you didn't need to go to my clinic to get there. You were going to get there, right? Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you, you don't need anybody to get to where you want to go. But at the same time, you're crazy not to use all the resources you can. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, you know, and take off. Mm-hmm. You know, there were things Well, I grew up in an era where there just wasn't much help, mm-hmm. Right you were just the only help you had was the local whoever locally might help you with something and there wasn't Mm -hmm. anything in it for them you know Mm -hmm. you couldn't Mm -hmm. you know they weren't doing nobody was doing schools or clinics you know Mm -hmm. much at that time Mm -hmm. and but now you know if if you run into a situation where you're challenged or you have a problem there's multiple resources you can turn to you know to help you get through that Mm -hmm. and that's just but that's why we have people at your age that are doing so good Mm -hmm. i mean i mean you're 15 years ahead of where i was at your age i mean literally Mm -hmm. i mean (laughs) you know i hate to say that but really you were even when i was competing at a high level you know, part of the reason I was able to have some success is because everybody else, nobody else was doing it either. You know, yeah. we were we were just kind of right. tie downs and big bits. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody was in the same boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's neat to see, especially for the horses, because mm-hmm. the horses, you know, for the people that are interested in improving their horses. Um, and their horsemanship. Their horses have a lot better life than horses used to have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a, that's pretty much. Nobody can argue that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: You guys have any questions that you've wanted to ask Phil for the last year <laughs> since we met him the first time?
1: Try to keep it about horses because that's real. I'm kind of one dimensional. <laughs> You know, I got lots of opinions, but that's where I've got experience, whether that's good or bad. (laughs) So tell me this, what's the rest of your, what's the rest of your spring look like? How many, how many weekends in a row?
0: Our first weekend off is June 12th from, from kid rodeo stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Chris and I might want to go do something ourselves. Sure. Right. <laughs> and and then if they make it to nationals then well, state finals are the following weekend after mm-hmm. that and then we would go to junior high nationals if Gracie makes it there. And she's sitting pretty good in barrels. And she made a huge jump in polls yeah. after a Couple was weekends a ago.
2: from like twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. she made a horse steal.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: They, these <laughs> girls like to steal horses, and mm-hmm. um, you're welcome to have her back after <laughs>
0: after growth. So, it's and then I think then we would have a little time between junior high nationals to uh, high school nationals if you mm-hmm. make it there and. So we'll, Chris and I then we'll try to slip in a couple ourselves. Right. And so right. we, it's, there aren't very many weekends off, but that's yeah. what we'd like to do.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how my week, part of the rest of my spring is. I think I've finished up about the 16th or 17th of June. And then, and then I think I have about a month and, oh, a good month, month and a week or two. And then. And uh, then we start back in the fall in Alaska. Yeah,
2: so,
0: that'll be a fun, fun trip. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I'm nice looking food.
1: forward to it. I've never been there, so, yeah, yeah that's one thing. What's cool, too, is, I'll tell you what's neat is, it's just amazing. You go places like that, and you think, oh, you know, you don't, you, you wonder about the horsepower, <clears throat> and I guarantee you I'll get up there, and there'll be a nice set of horses. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's good horses everywhere. Mm -hmm. Good horses everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's changed. I mean, all the technology and all the resources we have, it's changed that too because everybody, if there's a good horse for sale in Broken Bow, Nebraska, everybody in the world has access to it, right? You didn't, Mm -hmm. used to be, you know, if I was looking for a horse, I started calling people and saying, do you know of anything, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And now, there's a horse for sale. Everybody in the world knows about it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a, which great for the industry. That's why our industry is, the, you know, it's the strongest it's ever been. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a, definitely a seller's market. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: For
2: sure. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, we'll wrap it up so we can get these girls to school and I'll go to work and you'll you'll get to go fix your yep. trailer get your yep. trailer
2: fixed and get a tour of custer county <laughs> I, well i may
1: have to skip the customer i get my trailer fixed so. well thank you for having me on i appreciate it and thanks a lot for having me up for the clinic it was good. jeez, i enjoyed it a lot of fun it was. good times
0: i hope we can do it annually I, I will try to get it worked out to do that so Our family really enjoyed having Phil Haugen out to our place over the last couple days and uh, really enjoyed hosting the Horsemanship Clinic. If you want to learn more about what Phil does, uh, check out his website at philhaugenhorsemanship.com and uh, tune in to his podcast, which is Be Your Best Horsemanship, Um, there's a lot of great nuggets that he puts out weekly, every Tuesday, he releases a new episode and, um, it really helps get you thinking about your relationship with your horse and that communication that you're sending to your horse. So check it out. And if you have any questions about any of this stuff that we're doing, uh, check out pivotpointequine.com or pearsonphysicaltherapy.com. And we'd be happy to uh, help you out with your health and wellness needs for you and your horse. Take care.